You're listening to the Noisy House Project Podcast with your hosts, Ben Francisco. Come on, Francisco, let's go. <laughs> Michelle Francisco. I am like... <laughs> Justin Balash. All right, quiet down there, Balash. <laughs> and Shana Balash. <laughs> yeah. And without further ado, the Noisy House Project. Welcome back to the Noisy House Project. Today we're talking about starting a family. And when you're starting a family, there are a lot of things that could really be scary. Uh, and, and you might think, oh man, I'm not going to be able to support my family. I'm not going to be able to, uh, you know, how, how, could, how could we possibly afford formula? You know, those kind of things. You, so you, so, so all, the, the, all the things start going off in your mind, the big um, thoughts, uh, you know, oh, well, well, we live in a small house. How are we going to do this? You know, like, so... If you're thinking about this, this is the episode for you. So my first question is, when you have a certain situation and you're getting comfortable in that situation with your spouse, you, 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 you have, uh, a, let's say you have a vehicle and you have a, a, a living, a place to live, and then you want to add another person to that situation, what is the first thing that comes to mind when that, that first child was conceived i was excited i think uh but you wouldn't know it by his tone of voice right there (laughs) just so everyone understands that is justin's excited voice it blipped a little bit above the normal you've appreciated that for that is exciting this is is shana honey i'm i'm pregnant Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Not no even joke. kidding. That's exactly and when how the baby happened. was born, it's like, oh, look, there's our baby. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yes, that's excited. Go ahead. But I was excited. There it is. A little higher. <laughs> As it relates to me. No, I really was. Um, and yes, I don't. I'm not a. Woo-hoo. I'm not a hoot and holler. I don't do it at sporting events. I don't do it, period. It's just not me. Um, but I was excited. I don't think that, um, you know, to think back, so we had our our first, we had been married for three years when we had our first. And I, I think back, I think that the biggest thing it, it, going back to those years was is I wanted time with you, mm-hmm. just you and me, before we had kids. Um just to kind of early years of marriage and enjoy one another. And that's how it worked out for us. That is what we had planned for. It's what we wanted. Um, I don't necessarily think, I mean, you guys started right away and I have a sister who started right away. And um, Was it more like a planned thing for you guys or was it, you know, here we go? No, yeah, I oh. think so. So you mean like once we decide? So I think plan wise was yeah we wanted to kind of wait. We didn't want to have kids right away, um, and then I think we hit a point where we were kind of like hit that point where we're like okay at any point in time now we're okay great, you know, um, and then I think also we we knew we wanted a bigger family. Um, so once we started, we we wanted our kids closer together. Um, it's so happens that it worked out that everybody's about 18 months to the day <laughs> that's apparently the magic the magic number for for us in our household um yeah, yeah. 
but uh but yeah that was the i think the biggest thing that i can think back about you know there wasn't some kind of magical number of like well i'll be ready to have kid number one when we have x dollars in the bank or we have house moved into with baby's room set up and three bedrooms and i I, that wasn't my map you know um so what was ready what 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 constituted being ready uh i think it was a combination of we had had a couple years where it was just her and i Mm -hmm. um i think that was it i think we were in a place where there was some friends that you know we were around some other people that had started having kids i at that point had uh five five nieces and nephews four or five something like that um so i think it was just kind of it was time Mm -hmm. you know that internal clock kind of went off but there was no kind of like hey i have to have all these ducks in a row i have to have this career job i have to have this there for us it it didn't look like that so would you say would you say that you felt like at the time that having children was a risk or was not a risk? Well, I think it's always a risk. <laughs> okay. And, and you why know is what that? I mean? Yeah. Like I think it's well cuz it's just it's the unknown, right? It's mm-hmm. it's a like whether it's on purpose, whether it's by accident, whether it's however it, it's just there's risk involved of hey, and here's the risk, right? You're going to be responsible for another human life. Mm-hmm. That's a risk. That's a big responsibility. And so it's going to change, hopefully, it's going to change a lot of things about you quickly. Um, you know, because you're going to have to make different choices. Mm-hmm. You have to. Um, In what ways? <laughs> From everything from how you spend your time to how you spend your money. I'm going to have to care for my wife who's carrying this child in a different way. I'm going to have to let go more of me and what I want, mm-hmm. you know, and be more selfless instead of selfish, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I found that that was probably the biggest change for me was... <laughs> I was, a, okay, I'm going to be honest, I was a very, very selfish person, and I, I still am sometimes, so <laughs> it's just that I have someone to outweigh me when it comes to me being selfish, um, just to kind of calm me down and be like, no, you're not getting that, <laughs> not for you. Are you talking about me? I don't know. <laughs> Are you crazy, Ben? We have kids. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that a couple times. <laughs> but um, so before we were married, I had wanted to go skydiving. Me too. I'm not the risk taker, and he was like, "No way!" Me and too. because he was very much like, "No, I can't lose you." Like he was in that space, you know, before we were married. Once we were married, and he had me, he was like, "You know what?" I think I want to go skydiving. And I was like, no way. We have a child now and we are not doing that. We will leave our, what if we both die? Like, you know, all these morbid thoughts. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, well, sorry, little bunny trail. And, and since then my perspective has changed on that also because like, I won't even like, you know, I, there was a time where I wanted a motorcycle and like now it's like not even a 
nearly a thought because you know i need to be alive for my family you know the statistics you know? are not in your favor it's, no, it's save, not. save it for retirement that's what we're well, gonna do i mean <laughs> you know i don't know i, I don't numbers, know numbers. Yeah. you're the calculated risk taker yeah. yeah plus we live in the northeast and there's lots I'm of traffic of a movie. and yeah. you know, lots of people in condensed area with you know high velocity vehicles um but yeah so so i was i was pretty selfish and then after having children a lot of that changed because now this human being is completely dependent upon mm-hmm. myself and and my wife and that's that's huge that's like it's a it, it's a lot of a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. and for me i was not ready <laughs> i was so not ready um but but then you're never ready. I was and say. we've said that so many times because at so when we got married, my mom was like, So, you know, pretty much all I have to do is sneeze and I'm pregnant. So be careful if you don't want to have kids right away, you know. And yeah, make and some she sneezed decisions. And then... <laughs> so um Maybe well, like yeah, four months after we got married, I sneezed. Right. And on the converse of that, though, you know. my parents had a very hard time having children, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, so you know. So we kind of thought that maybe we would have to adopt, maybe we wouldn't be able to have children. And my mom was like, "Well, I won't. I don't believe that. Just don't sneeze. Don't sneeze." And um, so four months after we got married, we were pregnant. But before that, and in the time before we were married, we hung out with some good friends of ours. Um, And if they're listening, they'll know who they are. And they had three kids very close in age. They also did not have a lot of money, but they were very happy and they had a great family and they were really growing in their faith and they were really um, helping us to grow in our faith as well. And, you know... he and his wife would say, hey, you're never going to be ready for kids. So just do it because it's the most amazing thing that will ever happen to you. We have three kids. They're all close in age. We don't regret a single thing about it. And and we don't have any money either. And, and we're doing great. And we were like, okay, well, that's really great for you. But in our mind, we thought, that's probably not going to be us. We may not even be able to have kids, but you know, you I sneezed. Yeah. Yes. So, so, I mean, so we're not saying don't, pre- don't prepare. That's not what we're saying. Mm-mm. It's just that you will never be perfectly ready to have children. And I don't think you'll ever regret having a child. Right. But I mean, so, so having a child is one thing. Mm-hmm. How about having more than one child? Talk about that. Is that a bigger risk or is that the same risk or is that less risk? I don't know. You talk. Or do I want a t-shirt that says, yes, they're all mine. Yes, by the same dad. And no, that's not your business because that's the <laughs> shirt I want to wear to the grocery store with my five kids in tow. That's a shirt. I love We're it. We're going to get that shirt. <laughs> Those are usually the questions I get asked at work. Oh, all, all with the same girl. All with the same girl. Yeah. All on purpose. Yeah. Um, and like, yes, all after we were married. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that's usually the way I wind up telling it. I've had people ask me that multiple times. 
um, <clears throat> multiples, I, I think that um, we knew that our desire was to not be a one and done, have a have it only. That was just our desire was that we talked we, about that we before did. we got married. We talked before we were married. I think when we talked, I before highly we were married, suggest we talking were, about that before you yeah. get married. Mm-hmm. Side um, note. You know, we kind of we had thought before we were married, we had thought a bigger family, at least, you know, kind of in the four range. Um, I, I have, I have, I come from like a larger family. I have three sisters. And like I said, at the time, um, that we had our first, my, my older sister is having number five. And, um, and even now my, out of, out of all my sisters and their spouses, my, my five kids are five of my parents, 23. I got to count. Hold on. I'm going to go 23 and she's going to count 23 grandkids. So we have larger numbers. Like we're used to bigger family and, you know, spend a lot of time growing up with cousins and stuff like that. And so, um, 24, 24. So I, um, so yeah, I think that I see the benefit of a bigger family. I see the benefit for them and growing through things and um but ahead of time we wouldn't I mean we knew that a little bit, you know, wanting to have kids close together, wanting them to be able to walk through seasons together, not have big gaps and um that was just more our our hope. You know, people look at me and they're like, oh, your kids are like December, June, December, June, and then April. But, oh, did you do that on purpose? And I'm like, (laughs) do you know anything about like getting (laughs) pregnant? Like, no, I didn't do that on purpose. Like, but it was the way it went. But I think as far as like risk taking goes, I think each time there is a sense of, you know, I'll never forget before we got pregnant with our first, we were sitting around the campfire um, with some friends on a, on a big camping trip. And, and there was a skunk on that campfire. Remember that skunk? No. You're looking at me like you don't remember. I know. I'm trying oh, to I remember this clear as day. And both us and this other couple didn't have any kids at the time. And we're chatting about readiness of like being ready before you start to grow your family. Yeah. And kind of getting to that point of you're never ready, but still mm-hmm. internally freaking out, right? You mm-hmm. know, you're, you're okay. We're willing to take the step and head in that direction, but we're still totally freaking out. And then there was a skunk somewhere out in the woods that was kind of freaking us out. So anyway, (laughs) but I just think there's always that point, whether it was, okay, baby number one is however old and hey, I think we could maybe see ourselves with another, you think? Okay, you know, and we, you want to start like, and having those conversations Mm -hmm. and it was like, we were, take this or leave this, but we were never in a place where like financially we were in a spot where we could provide for more kids, but there were times when we were, you know, Justin might've been laid off from work and with the union, that's not as, um, it's a little more common if you're hearing like the phrase, Oh, we got laid off. Like if you're not in the union, that doesn't make a ton of sense, but the way the union works, they'll, they'll do that between jobs and construction. Exactly. And so there's, there were times though where he was laid off and we ended up getting pregnant and surely looked crazy to the rest of the entire world. Mm -hmm. Um, but just, it's not like, it's not as simple as like assessing risk and going, okay, we're going to move in this direction. But there, there was a, there was conversation and there was just, no, we have faith for this. Mm-hmm. We feel like our family's not all here and we have faith for this and trusting the Lord with it. And we don't have to have all the answers, like where their college fund is going to come from before moving in that direction. Does that make sense? 
I think I always had the uh I think I always had the feeling uh, when when we were when we got pregnant again um or even talked about having another I think my general school thought was kind of more looking at Shana saying, "Hey, if you're willing to carry labor, deliver feed change predominantly not that i wouldn't share a role but obviously no he's very good at that predominantly gonna fall to her um if you're willing and want to do that again then okay i'm i'm game i'm on board yeah you know well yeah i mean we have that's it's really (laughs) <laughs> we can't make anybody to go through something like that. No, but that's what I mean. Like I'm, and, but I, I think I always also kind of looked at it, and even I looked at it, even as it kind of came to. Um, you had mentioned April for our last, and and it wasn't exactly nine months, and that was me dragging my feet more than her, um, and and it was more of kind of. I think a lot of times too it was kind of like hey if you have faith for that end of it and you have faith for the provision side of it as they grow up and things like that then okay chance for me to self-evaluate do you have faith for it you know are you willing to trust god with it are you willing to are you willing to um be in the same place that she is is it you know well, to clarify, we had always said we wanted four kids from before we got married. We said four. And after, no, I was pregnant with number four. And I looked at him and I said, we're not all here. I think there's another one. And, and I he, said, I think we are. And he said, no, you said, I think you're hormonal. Now, <laughs> so pretty much when all four of our, all three of our first couple kids, our first three kids, when they hit nine months old, we were pregnant with the next one. That's how the December, June, December, June came about. And so when our fourth turned one, I'm still looking at him going, I think there's another one. I think there's another one. And, uh, and so it was, it was quite a, a process in our marriage or whatever. And I'm laughing because I'm realizing it was probably the one time I was more of the risk taker than he was because I was so convinced that there was number five yet to come. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But that was like, even, even with that, I was just wrestling with that. I think for, for Shana and I, I think as we've gone through our years of marriage, it's, it's that are we on the same page and can we flip to the next page or can we move forward, you know? And if we're not, then for us, okay, you need to take a pause and figure out why. Like, why why aren't we there? And so I think in that instance, it's just it was a chance to just kind of say, okay, why aren't we on the same page? Why is she saying she thinks we're another one and I'm saying no? And is it selfishly motivated or what was the reason behind it trying to trying to get to that same place so you could get on the same page to move forward. Um, that can definitely be a battle. The, the, the question of, of either having kids or not having kids, uh, having more than one child, mm-hmm. having more than two. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, I mean, I think when we had our first, we, like I said, I sneezed. So it 
wasn't planned. We were only married for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And um, so I remember we were tied into a, a church that really, um, really was so important to our early growth in our faith. And um, the pastor's wife, um, who really has been such a great friend of mine over the years, her, their third child was the same age as our only child at the time. And so I remember she looked at me when when our oldest daughter was like 18 months old and she said, so um, when are you guys going to have more? And I was like, what do you mean? I, I, I feel like I've just kind of like figured out this little surprise that we have and maybe we're not ready to have more. And she said, well, maybe. She said, but pray about it because, um, you know, it, 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 there is a richness to your family if you have more. And it will make this beautiful little girl a better person if you have more. And I was like, oh, okay, well, all right, thanks. And um, now rewind when- and the next day, <laughs> she well, sneezed. <laughs> well, she was about 18 months old and I said, well, we are going to, because when we had our first child in the labor and delivery room, she, Ben had like the video camera and everything and he was recording it her. Was in it the was labor and delivery room. It was the scariest yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, like up, like not not yeah. in view of everything. It was yeah, like, yeah. you know, I was like. It was, so wait, 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 wait. You, you watch these movies with your, popcorn? Right, you what? have your labor and delivery of your first on video? All of them somewhere. are on video. Somewhere, All somewhere of them are on video. Like the whole away. thing or just leading For, up? Only like, from like a when you went angle, in, so. but the whole thing? The whole thing, yeah. Okay. I don't watch them ever. I, I wouldn't. I, have, I can't. I have watched I again once after. Like, I, you know, we didn't have phones back then, so it was like one of those, like, camcorders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was like, like I can't even find something to well, play it on anymore. <laughs> the part that I've watched is him just, like, the nurse was cleaning her up, and she was on the warming bed, and he was recording, and he was like, um, can, can I, can I touch her? Can I touch oh. her? And... He, he was just so in awe in this moment. And, and remember, he talked about what a selfish person was he was at that time. And he was, um, yeah, well, no, no, no. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you were I was, almost I was 20. 20. I was 21. You, you were almost 22. But anyway. Um, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> yeah, it feels about the same. Um, but anyway, you know, you were kind of looking at her and just in awe of the whole experience. And then he came over to me and he was like, that, that was amazing. When can we do this again? You know, and I was like, um, I need space. Well, how much space? When like she's right two, after. when she's two, then we can think about it. So a month before like, she I'm turned like, two, he oh said, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've been so patient. I've been so patient, but she's almost two. Do you think we can start thinking about this oh more actively, no you know? Way. So, um, so oh. we didn't really plan ours the same way that you guys planned yours, partially because we were younger, you know? Okay. Um, okay, okay, okay. We didn't plan. We just so, hit nine months so and something went ding. And I don't know what Somewhat that in my defense, <laughs> somewhat in my defense, I have to, I have to say if you've ever been witness to the miracle of birth, 
I don't, I don't know what human being could possibly say that was awful. I don't ever want to, like, I, I never want to experience that. Like, maybe someone said that. But it's scary. It is. But it's, it's very amazing, frightening. Yeah. It's very frightening. But it's like, well, well, the thing that kept going through my mind is like, like I, I, t- I took part in this, and before this happened, there was not a human being. <laughs> I know. Here she is. With my child's name, and now my child exists. And she's mine. She's my child. Well, like that. That's like that's like mind blowing. That mm-hmm. is like that's that's like otherworldly. Like that's like unbelievable. How can you possibly like deny the existence of God? Now I'm going to go on a somewhat of a bunny trail, but like, how can you possibly deny the existence of God when you witness the birth of a child? That's like. It's not just science. That's a human, that's a person. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the um, 22, almost 22-year-old two version of yourself um, thought that. So <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And it was immediately a change. And so a change in my entire perspective in life. You know, no longer was I simply living you know, based on my own motivation, but my motivation was to live for my, like, to, to, to provide for that child, to, to, to care and, and to care for that child and to protect that child and to, you know, become who I need to be for that child. Like, it, I, I mean, you know, I, I know there are some, some situations where uh, a parent or both parents are like, no, I, I can't handle this. I will not do this. But for me, it took the opposite effect. It was like immediately like, I have to step up to this or else, you know, like the world will end. <laughs> like, you know, it was like that kind of like, like severity. Um, and so like, yeah, okay. So risky, risky um, endeavor to say that you're going to start a family, but well worth it, I think, on this side of it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's really, besides marrying Ben, it's the best thing that I've had the privilege to um, just be part of raising a family um, with him. And it it's worth the risk and worth... Um, not even feeling ready because really by any standard we were not ready at all but God works in our lives he gave us people and we grew and learned and um, you know so before before we before we wrap up, I want to just ask one more question. This is actually getting a little bit more, like, of a, of a, on a deep level. What about the risk of a child not being born fully healthy, or a child that, um, you know, may not even be alive? You know, after after trying to have that child, like, so, 
you know, that's, that's even going further. What, what happens then? What's your thought on that? We hit on this at some point where that, that quote came to mind to have lived and loved and lost is better than to not loved at all. And I think that plays out with children so much. And our third, uh, I was pregnant with our third and um, we had gotten a round of hand, foot and mouth blew through, which is so fun. And um, I had gotten hit with it while I was pregnant. And I was fairly convinced I had gotten it and knocked me out. And I, but with being pregnant, there's, there's, there wasn't a ton of research as far as if it crossed the placenta, what could happen? And so it made me high risk instantly. And once they kind of did like an antibodies test and confirmed I did have it, um, I guess the Coxsackie virus, they, um, they made me high risk and basically said any, any moms they had followed that it had crossed the placenta, the baby had died so fast. There was no way to try any of the kind of like new meds to see if it would fix it or not. So basically now I'm part of the research. And so they followed me and did all these different, you know, scans and whatnot. And the, the further away I got from actually having the virus, the, the less high risk I was, you know. Um, but there was, a, there was a period during that time where it was like, I may never meet this child this side of heaven, you know. But it never crossed my mind that I would have never wanted to be pregnant with that child at all. If that makes sense. Like, I, I never regretted it, even if I didn't meet that child. Um, it, it changed my thinking as far as um, trying to be grateful, trying to, and I wish I could remember, I actually sang, there was a song that I, like, I used to, like, sing to my belly while I was putting my other two, because my kids were little, so I was pregnant with my third, and I had a by that point, probably like just barely a year and then a year and a half or no, two and a half. So, you know, my babies were still napping and everything else. And there was a song I used to sing, but I was singing it so that the baby in my belly could hear it. And it, it was a song that like, I'm going to cry, but I can't remember the words to save my life, Hmm. but I used to sing it. And it was, it was like, I guess God just gave me the words at the time because it was what I needed to hear. (laughs) Um, of just like what what a miracle the child was and praying that God would allow me to meet him. Um, and to this day, it's like the song is like tucked away somewhere and I, I cannot remember the words, but I don't think I ever, even if I had lost that child this side of heaven, I, I wouldn't have regretted carrying him, you know? I mean, I had um, a, a miscarriage after our last one. Um, that um, was, you know, still early on, so it wasn't a situation where, you know, I would have um, uh, carried, you know, the baby past, you know, the um, to the third trimester. You know, it was just about entering the second trimester, um, and it was hard. Um, but again, there wasn't that, never a regret. You know, mm-hmm. it just. And it wasn't planned because we're we're poor planners when it comes to children. <laughs> I mean, remember, guys, yeah. our oldest just turned 21. Our youngest is going to be eight yeah. next week. 
So we're not really good planners. There but definitely is something to be said know. for putting aside some cash and, you know, <laughs> preparing some things. But, you know, and, uh, you know, we, I don't think I would have done anything different in the sense of, like, had them or not had them. We, I think we, we, we still would have had the And children. for us, that gap was such a blessing and it was what we needed as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that everyone's situation is different and it's, um, you know, we learn and grow through that, through those risks, but um, all risks worth taking. But, so. but talking about the, just back to the miscarriage for just a moment, as, for, as a father and as Michelle's husband, like it, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't physically as real to me because I, you know, I, she was carrying, and I was just kind of aware. <laughs> mm-hmm. But just being aware was enough to make it a, just such a grievous time. Like just my my, I can remember just weeping, just thinking. Why would you? Why would? Why would? Why would that happen? And I, I actually, you know, I, I I had some pretty tough words with God. I was just like, you know, sorry. <laughs> I feel like every when we get to that time of year, I remember it so clearly, but I forget why I'm feeling the way I feel at that moment and then I'm like oh oh that's why I feel this way because of the grief of that yeah I mean it wasn't like you know (laughs) like there are there are folks who would say that's that's an embryo but I have witnessed from conception to birth of each of my children and that was my child as much as any other child was in that 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 we have is our child and And so that would have been our closest one together because our our youngest at the time was 16 months when we had that miscarriage so Mm -hmm. would have been our our close together one you know yeah Yeah. and and that is a risk so if if we're talking about you know should we have done that again we didn't really plan (laughs) for that to happen but I would not have changed what happened because I know that uh, it, it was definitely uh, a character building time in life um, you know I had to uh, it, it, it grew me as a, as, a, as a man and helped me to understand um, loss in a way that um, I had not known before and and I think that um, I think that I can having ha- having known that loss I think that I can be available to other folks who may have had the same thing happen um, or um, and, and I could advise with more perspective because that happened to us that that it is still worth the risk. I. I I know we have to wrap up, but this keeps lingering in my mind. I have a dear friend who um, 
back in the days when I was a teacher that I taught with. And she, uh, her, her two children were both adults when I met her. Um, but while we were working together, uh, her son passed away. And I had known him. I had gone to school with him, actually. And it was, it was horrible. There's no other word. It was, but the thing that I will never forget was what she said to me much later and said, you know, I had two kids and when they were young, it was hard. It was, it felt overwhelming. And the thought of more children was overwhelming to me. But now, I regret that we didn't have more. And she was the one that first said to me, you never regret a child, ever. And it has literally stuck in my mind as if she just said it to me today. Like it just is like a banner that's in my head when I think about this topic in particular. And I think she's right. I know she is. Well, perhaps you are thinking about starting a family. Or perhaps you can um, listen and identify with a lot of what uh, you've heard. Um, you know, I think that the risk the risk involved of starting a family is, yeah, there's, there's the unknown. My grandfather, he used to say it never works out on paper. <laughs> but it always winds up working out. <laughs> and we go back to that a lot. We, go, we, do. <laughs> we do. I find a lot of comfort in that because it, it does. And I think, I think that a, a byproduct of, of having kids and having a family is, is an opportunity also uh, to build your faith and to also grow closer with your spouse. So hopefully, you know, hopefully you give a listen and, and there's things that resonate with you and there's things that encourage you. Um, and there's, and there's maybe it's just, hey, there was something in here that you can identify with that, that is an encouragement to you that can help you move forward however you're seeking to try and move forward. Um, so we just thankful for listening. Check us out at the noisyhouseproject.com. You can listen to us on site Spotify, Anchor, Apple, iTunes. So check us out as we continue to move through this segment on risk. Thanks. We're grateful that you decided to listen to NHP. Invite your friends and family to the NHP community by sharing a link to our podcast on any of the major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Or you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Noisy House Project or on our website, noisyhouseproject.com. Until next time, press on and fight the good fight in your own Noisy House Project. <laughs>